Welcome back to episode 34 of On the Schmooze. Let's do this. Welcome to On the Schmooze, the podcast that highlights talented people from different fields, explores how they built strong networks, and overcame challenges on their way to becoming successful leaders. Now, here's your host, Robbie Samuels. It's true. On the Schmooze is a C-Suite Radio headliner. C-Suite Radio is a hub for business podcasts, and you should check it out at c-suiteradio.com to discover other business podcasts. It's part of the C-Suite Network, and they also have C-Suite TV, where you can watch in-depth interviews with business content for leaders and entrepreneurs. The good news? It's all on demand. Check it out at c-suitetv.com and c-suiteradio.com. Now, on to this week's show. Welcome back to On The Schmooze. Thank you so much for joining me. Last week, I had the pleasure of interviewing John Corcoran. This week, you're hearing from me, your host. Every other week, I'll be offering my take on some aspect of networking and relationship building. These shorter podcast episodes will include practical tips and techniques you can put into practice right away. My hope is that insights from me and my guests will help you achieve the leadership position you're seeking, build and sustain your professional network, and find the work-life balance that works best for you. This week, I'll be sharing my thoughts on a new definition of networking. I encourage you to download the transcript of today's tips so you can easily reference them or share them. Visit OnTheSchmooze.com and look for episode 34. What do you think of when you hear the word networking? If you're most people, that word has a negative connotation based on your own experiences. If you keep going to networking events, have a bad experience and feel that you're ineffective, then go out to another event and not change anything, well, it's like that saying, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You need a new definition of networking, one that isn't based on transactional exchanges with strangers or brief stilted conversations meant to quickly screen everyone you meet. These limited definitions aren't working for you and won't get you the results you're hoping for. For many people, the phrase, what's in it for me, is top of mind when they're at a networking event. If you were approached by someone with this frame of mind, you would feel like they were quickly screening you to see if you were worth speaking with further and then being chummy to get something from you that they need. Even if you offer them exactly what they're looking for, you won't feel a bond with them or the desire to stay connected. Harvard Business School researchers found that this type of instrumental networking made people feel dirty. Those who felt this way then avoided networking and it had a negative impact on their job performance. Well, what if it wasn't so transactional? What would it look like if you changed your definition of networking? I want you to imagine that you've taken to heart all of the networking tips I've shared so far through this podcast. Let's paint the picture of effective and inclusive relationship building. To get started, you would take the time to get clear about your goals for networking and identify a few specific outcomes you're working towards. A networking event is recommended to you by a colleague because they know your goals and have attended the event a few times. You spend some time looking over the organization's website to, you know, get a sense of who might be in attendance and what the structure of the event is like. Since you know what you're looking for and who you'd like to meet, 
you can quickly determine whether this event holds any potential. It does, so you put it on your calendar and schedule a time a few days before to do further research and within a day or two after to send your follow-up messages. The time set aside prior to the event allows you to do a Google search about the organizers, presenters, awardees, and anyone else you think might be attending. Armed with this information, you're getting quite excited about the event tomorrow night and go to sleep thinking about all the possibilities. Before heading to the event, you review your Gmail canned responses to see if any of your follow-up email templates need to be updated and also to remind yourself of the various projects you might be bringing up depending on who you end up speaking with. You can also double-check that you have business cards with you and that they'll be in easy reach. You arrive at the event just as it's about to get started, which gives you a few minutes with the organizers before the whole crowd shows up. The organizers ask how you heard about the event, and you mention your colleague and one of your priority goals for attending. That sparks a thought from one of the organizers who says they'll make an introduction when so-and-so arrives. Feeling even more confident, you go to the bar and have light conversation with a few people while waiting for a drink. One of those conversations leads to being invited to meet other people in the room. You're aware of your body language and make an effort to have an open stance so others can join your small circle of three. You keep thinking, croissants, croissants, croissants. As others join your circle, you acknowledge them silently, and when there is a pause in the conversation, you briefly fill them in about what's being discussed. Appreciative that you did this, they're interested in chatting with you further. At one point, you find yourself in a conversation with only one other person, and you're momentarily nervous about how to wrap the conversation up gracefully, and then you remember you can ask for introductions. I don't know that many people here. Is there anyone you think I should meet? Using this method, you leapfrog through this crowd, getting into better and better quality conversations, both because you're more confident and you're being connected with the kind of people you really want to meet. Before each conversation comes to an end, you try to think of something to offer, even a small suggestion about an app or your, one of your favorite restaurants. Then, if the conversation is going very well, you ask, I'm trying to get more familiar with this industry. What other events would you suggest I attend? Both this question and the one I mentioned a moment ago to wrap up gracefully gives the other person an opportunity to be a connector and share knowledge. This is a great way to make them feel good about themselves, and it also helps you navigate the room and create a list of other possible events to attend. As you collect business cards, you jot notes on them so you remember what you spoke about or what you offered to follow up about, and you turn down the corner for anyone you want to prioritize following up with. Since you drafted several email templates for follow-up messages, set aside time for follow-up after the event, and had a system to track which business cards were a priority, you easily send all of your follow-up messages within an hour. You make a note in your calendar to send a quick note to these folks again next week with an article that you think they might like or another resource related to your conversation. If it's someone you think has the potential to be a client, you add them to contactually so you're sure not to lose touch between events. You look up the dates of the events that were suggested to you and, again, set aside time before and after the event for research and follow-up. When the next event does come up, you reach out to the folks you met who you think might be attending, and you tell them you hope to cross paths. When you do cross paths, you're on your way to building a relationship that goes past simple transactions. Repeat this process, and you'll begin to see results. You'll have stopped wasting time networking, and now you're focused 
on effective relationship building. Now you have a new definition of networking. Thanks again for listening to this solo episode of On The Schmooze. Want an easy way to save the tips from this episode? Download the transcripts. You can easily print it or save it to your files. To get started, visit the show notes at ontheschmooze.com. Look for episode 34. And if you want to discover other business podcasts, check out C-Suite Radio at c-suiteradio.com, where you'll find On The Schmooze in good company with other C-Suite Radio headliners. I want to sincerely thank all of you who've already subscribed and left a rating review on iTunes. By subscribing and leaving a rating review on iTunes, you're helping this podcast get discovered by more listeners. Will you subscribe and leave an honest rating and review? Include your Twitter handle in your review so I can give you a shout out. It's easy to find our iTunes page at itunes.ontheschmooze.com. That's schmooze, S-C-H-M-O-O-Z-E. Thank you in advance, and I look forward to connecting again next week for a longer episode when I'll be interviewing a talented professional about their untold stories of leadership and networking. We'll explore their career challenges, work-life balance, and how they built strong professional networks on their way to becoming successful leaders. Until then, have an awesome week. Thanks for listening to On the Schmooze podcast at www.ontheschmooze.com. That's On the Schmooze, S-C-H-M-O-O-Z-E. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.